It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. There it is. Look at this. We're back on TV, the whole thing. We made it. Look at that. What's going on, Key? How you doing this morning? Oh, hey. I didn't Oh, I see you. Now, yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Finally see you. That's right. What's going on, Jay? What's good, baby? Yeah, Jay with the tie on, yeah, the whole thing. I'm coming in Got today, some man. TV to I'm do today. I'm coming in today. You know it. Yeah. yeah. Um Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ. He was his career was left for dead by a lot of people, right? I mean, as a giant as a Giants fan, I can tell you the Giants never had anyone like that when Odell was on the team. It was bananas. The dude was spectacular. In fact, Saquon had that crazy season when Odell was on the team, right? Like he had an impact. And and by the way, his teammates always liked him. I always liked dealing with Odell, but he was not considered a winning player because he wasn't in winning situations. Now he's on the Rams, and he was asked, has the road to the Super Bowl been validating for him? For sure. Uh, I mean, it, it's been tough. It's been a rough since 2017, you know, shattering your ankle, busting your ass, coming back time and time again, and just things just never, um, you know, went the way that I would like. Uh, and, and like I keep talking about, it just was that faith, you know, staying down, staying prayed up, um, never doubting or, or not believing in yourself. That, that makes this, you know, very special for me to, to be able to have an opportunity uh, to play in a Super Bowl. This is, you sacrifice it all just for these moments. Yeah, o- Odell Beckham Jr., <clears throat> You know, by the way, wears motions on his sleeves, but was a football player in New York. And he clearly, like, block for you if you do whatever you needed him to do. So the question is, now that he is in the Super Bowl, what has it meant? What has the run meant for Odell and his future key? Is he a number one receiver again? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what team you're thinking about. But he's not thinking – he's not even thinking about that. I talked to OBJ just the other night. And we were just having conversations and wanting to try to catch up with whatnot. And we were talking about it. And I asked him a lot of stuff just in general about how he's feeling, how exciting it is. And one thing that he said, he felt like he died and went to heaven. And the one thing he certainly isn't trying to do is go back to hell. And so when you look at being satisfied in a situation with Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, Ryan Yarbrough, the, the, the wide receiver coach, who's probably one of the top three wide receiver coaches in the National Football League, when they acquired him, I was never worried that OBJ would not become the guy out of Louisiana State that they drafted to the New York Giants. When you have a quarterback 
and you have an offensive play caller who understands you and knows how to put you in situations to succeed, when you're healthy, you're going to succeed. When you're a baller, you're a baller. And that's just the bottom line. He can't do anything less than what he's doing for the Rams. First off, he has a quarterback that is on time and is accurate. That makes a world of a difference. He has a quarter. He has a coach that prioritizes him even at the beginning of games, like you know, quick, quick screens. Like he's getting hit quick. They're getting him involved in the game. I, I think the question is, you know, will there be a position for him if he wants to take less money and be part of the Rams organization next year? Because I think he's a proven commodity in the league now. I, I think people understand how talented he is. But I think the bigger question for him is if you're looking at a situation, where can you go and continue to build if this for you to get your money as well? Could that be Kansas City, Max? Like, can you look at OBJ, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes? It's illegal. He would still get prioritized. And think about how dynamic that offense would be. Illegal. You can't do it. Like if he's a free agency this year, I mean, you're, you're looking at that situation saying, why can't that be? You know, Yeah, the, but his mindset is not to, yeah. to move again. Uh, his mindset is to sit tight with the Rams and continue to try and develop that chemistry and that trust and that understanding with the Rams organization and that team. To move again would only be to chase money um, because other than that, his position is – pretty much etched in stone with the Rams, even though a fan favorite and a coaching favorite and Robert Woods has been there for quite some time is coming back off an ACL injury. So they got to try to figure out how that's going to work itself out. But I think OBJ is a Ram for the remainder of his career. Are, are you telling me that key? So he's, he's going to take less money to be part of the Rams next year. Well, what's less money though? I mean, is it less than what market value is or is it less than yeah. what OBJ thinks he deserves? There's two. That's a different conversation. Well, let's say it's less. Let's say, look, if I'm Odell, you start your career, one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time. Go look it up with a bad offensive line and the remains of Eli Manning, who at that point was a bad quarterback. Then you go to Cleveland with a guy where with whom there's no chemistry. Now, given in addition to that, the fact that you wear your emotions on your sleeves, which could easily be misinterpreted by people, right? And then you never, and you were hurt, and you never got back to that level of production. You could see which way it's trending. By the way, remember when Odell got hurt, the question was who is the best receiver now in the game and who's going to be? It was Mm. Odell, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. And Odell was generally considered third in that group, but a little younger, maybe a little more upside. What's going to happen? Things change so fast. Antonio Brown's not working right now. Julio Jones is, you know, an older guy and mm-hmm. uh, who's like, hey, how much does he have left? And, but Odell now finds himself in a position on an excellent team in a great city to live. Jay, I would think. Yeah, it's 80 degrees out here right Yeah, now. right. <laughs> I would think that given everything he's been through especially, who he's gotten more experienced and wiser as he's aged, as many of us do, right? Mm-hmm. And I would think he would take a discount off his market value. Absolutely. To stay where he is. He, he knows the, he's made a lot of money and understands the importance of, of winning and being happy. I, I don't know OBJ like that. Key was the one talking to him. That's why I asked directly oh, yeah, yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah no. Like, I, that's why I asked directly I, I, I the key. Like, is he going to take less money to stay there? Because I, I think the shiny object of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, once again, I don't know OBJ, but just hearing those names, that, that sounds sexy to me. That's all. I, I speak to him quite often about a lot of different things, and one of the things that I always try and get to to talk to him about is stay and put because the grass is not always greener on the other side. If you elect to leave, 
and run off to chase money, people will try and shape this narrative again after you basically have turned things around as, oh, okay, he's chasing the money. He's not satisfied. The Rams rebuilt his reputation. Now look what he did. He slammed the door in their face, and he's leaving again. The only reason why the Rams would depart, I mean, the only reason why OBJ would depart from the Rams is if they just can't pay him anything at all and they want to blow the team up or something crazy. But if I know Les Snead and Sean McVay like I think I do, I think they will figure out the way to get him taken care of because he's going to be a very, very important piece of this team moving forward. But CK, I, I don't think he would receive that type of criticism if he left and went to Kansas City. I think if he left and went to like a whatever team, like a I don't know, whatever team for a lot of money, people will say, Oh, why would going you do that? Going to a that? losing situation. Yeah, yeah. but if he mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl with the Rams and it just so worked out that hey, they couldn't get close to his market value because of how stacked they were at the wide receiver position, and he went to Kansas City, I don't think that would be used against him at all. Does Kansas yeah, City people, have the cap space to, to extend him a bigger offer than it, L.A.? Every, right everybody got the cap space, yeah, I guess. Max. Can, can, <laughs> you know right, they'll make goes. it. They'll make yeah, it. They'll, yeah, they'll make it work, but he, he is not trying to leave the Rams. He enjoys being in L.A. and, and enjoy, you know, enjoy just the life and, and everything about uh, what's going on, you know, with his life in general. And so it's fascinating to see where he's come from with the Cleveland Browns because, remember, it was OBJ, it was OBJ, it was OBJ. Well, OBJ's turned things around. The Cleveland Browns are still the damn Cleveland Browns. In fact, OBJ is doing OBJ-type things, and guess what the Browns are doing? Brown-type things. Yeah, that's a good way. You know what? Here's the other – here's to me the – here's the narrative or the big picture. Sometimes you see a player wind up in a situation and you can tell they're happy – and you feel good for them, right? You feel like that guy deserves this. He's kind of gotten a, a, a bad, a raw deal a bit, and he deserves this. And I think generally, South Park had an episode of this, about this. In this country, we like to build people up, right? We build up. I, then we want to tear them down. We want to see them fall because we want to see if they can get back up. And Odell, as a pop culture figure, has done all those things. Mm-hmm. Took the world by storm. Oh, we love Odell. Oh, look at this. He Because... Uh, Ultimately, everyone has flaws. No one's perfect. Oh, we want to see where what your humanity, like your little human flaws are, and it'll bring you down. And then can you pick yourself back up? So in a lot of ways, not just you feel good for a good dude, right? But I think, I think public sentiment is also with Odell because he's been through the whole ride. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it just seems to me there's a lot of goodwill hoping that this dude wins a Super Bowl in L.A., then the question is, does he stay there? And I agree with Key. Like, what's your happiness worth? You know, maybe not a $20 million difference, but a $5 million difference, right? Yeah. If you he, already he, made he a ton of money. Yeah. Look, I think he's in his career. I think he's in his career now where it's all about family and winning. I don't mm. think he's even chasing the bag. Yep. Did, did you know that you can listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max commercial free? That's right. You can listen to all your favorite ESPN radio shows and much more without the ads on TuneIn. The best studio app for sports fans. Just download the TuneIn app to get started. Super Bowl conversation continues, including how a star-studded halftime show could actually impact the game on the field of play. Is this possible? That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. And finally today on ESPN2.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And it is time for Key Observations here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max ESPN Radio. Take it away, Key. Number one. Number one, I know you guys watched a little bit of that Pro Bowl yesterday, and I'm certainly looking to fix it. I want to fix the Pro Bowl. I want to get it right. I think it needs to go back to after the Super Bowl so it gives a chance for us to see the Joe Burrows of the world and move it back to Hawaii. Bring it back. Make it a vacation like it was in the years and the times that I played in the Pro Bowl. It was fun. Guys that have an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl still get to go over to Hawaii after the season and relax. And then in the fourth quarter, turn it up to make that money to pay for that trip that they bring their entire family opposed to flag football that we saw yesterday. Number two. You know. I look at this, and I may just be reaching for something, but you think about this mega halftime performance led by Dr. Dre and Snoop Doggy Dog, Double D, from the West Coast. You talk about, are the players going to look out at halftime and not be paying attention to what the coaches are saying because they're going to be so antsy to get out there to see that performance? I know I probably would be if I was playing, sitting there peeking around the curtain trying to find out who's on the stage, because when you got that lineup like they have in the Super Bowl, it will be must-see. Key, Key. before we even play the next number, Keyshawn Johnson. When I came on this show months ago and started, if I floated a theory like that, oh, you would call me a germ germ spreader. spreader. Oh, Oh, media and everything. Look at you. That's not germ spreading. That's just (laughs) reality. Think about it, Max. If you're in a locker room and you know that the top dudes is out on the stage, 
you sitting there like, I know it's a Super Bowl, but you're like, man, I want to see this performance. During the Super Bowl? I, not during man, the Super Bowl, you know how You know how that be, man. Them dudes' minds. <laughs> man, you you can only imagine what people do during the Super Bowl. People come up missing during the Super Bowl. That, it, <laughs> think about it. They come up missing. missing. They sneak out. I, I guarantee missing. you, out of one of these two teams, especially especially um, Seattle, I mean Cincinnati, there's going to be somebody off of one of these two teams will be talking about, oh, they missed curfew. Oh, they didn't show. Watch. You watch what I tell you. It happens every single year. Mm. Number three. Number three. So number three is interesting because coaches that have faced uh, their disciple, head coaches that have faced their disciples in the Super Bowl are three and one. And when you look at this list, Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy got the best of him. Bill Callahan and John Gruden, we got the best of Bill Callahan. Mike Shanahan versus Dan Reeves, Shanahan won that game. Sam Weiss versus Bill Walsh, obviously the San Francisco 49ers won that game. Now we got Sean McVay and Zach Taylor. Who's going to get the best of one another? Sean McVay certainly tutored Zach Taylor. He learns a lot about the way to coach games because of Sean McVay, how to design plays because of Sean McVay. Will Sean McVay take care of business against Zach Taylor or vice versa? Will Zach Taylor take care of business against Sean McVay? Who's going to come out with the W? Number four. Number four, Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford wins this football game in the Super Bowl and becomes, I don't know, Super Bowl MVP, not even MVP, but just wins the Super Bowl, you might as well start to think about the Hall of Fame for him on his resume. He will cement that based on his statistical numbers, based on the narrative that was set about him coming into the season. I believe he wins the Super Bowl. He certainly is now going to be in the Hall of Fame 100%. Number five. And number five, OBJ. You talk about, we just finished talking about OBJ. OBJ is OBJ, and Cleveland is still the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people was trying to figure out, is it, o, is it OBJ not getting open because of Baker Mayfield? Is he killing off the Browns or the locker room dysfunctional because of OBJ? Odell Beckham left the team and has flourished with the Rams since coming over with the Rams in free agency once he was released. The Cleveland Browns are trying to figure out which direction they want to head in as an organization. We saw the news in Hugh Jackson this week. We saw what Jimmy Haslam had to say. So now they're getting back to being the Cleveland Browns again while OBJ is back to being OBJ. Mm. So, um, Jay, you got an The only observation yeah. I would add, because I think it would start somewhat of a conversation, and I'm not saying it would be my answer, because I think this is Patrick Mahomes, but if Joe Burrow were to win a Super Bowl, Key and Max, in his second year with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you might have some people out there that might start saying that Joe Burrow might start becoming the face of the NFL. Yeah, there is something about – let's put it this way, guys. When you talk about your favorite player who's not on the I'm team saying, you root for, yes. like my favorite player that wasn't on the team that I rooted for, it's, it's still Patrick Mahomes. Yes. But – there's something about Joe something Burrow. About Joe like, Burrow, man. Burrow, I don't know to... what it is. Whatever it is, like, I just, I, you know, I love Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow is that dude. Yeah, he, he he's done a tremendous job in terms of getting his team in the second year coming off an ACL to the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, I don't know that he'll be the face of the league. Patrick Mahomes has won MVP, been in the conversation multiple times for MVP. It's just, I, I get it. Joe Burrow's a flavor of the month. 
it, it's great. In fact, we're going to have Jimmy Burrow on with us at 7.30. Joe Burrow's dad is coming up with us. So he's a terrific talent, no question about it. But the yeah. face of the See, league, that's, a, that's, that's not – Quite, they're not quite ready to do that yet. Yeah, you know, well, we'll ask uh, we'll ask Jimmy Burrow uh, what he thinks of Joe Burrow. Is he is he is he a good quarterback? Does he root for Joe Burrow? Hey guys, the, the, here's the thing about the Stafford observation key. I want to get into that. To me, that's so interesting. Stafford is so you're you're so right. There is so much riding on this game. Now, he already answered a lot of those questions on the run to the Super Bowl, right? Can he win in the playoffs? Can he take a team? Can he come back and be Mr. Fourth Quarter late in the game when there's something on the line, not in Detroit? He did all that. But what you're talking about now, Key, is something else. Jay is something else. Stafford's a number one overall pick. He always had, like, top five arm talent, right, all that. Mr. Fourth Quarter comeback, but on a bad team. Threw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, but also a lot of interceptions. His touchdown-interception ratio is like two to one for his career, which oh, is yeah. fine. No, but he was it's a not pick like machine in Detroit. Yeah, it's not like Aaron Rodgers or you know Patrick Mahomes or something like that. So there are all these checks in the yes, he is a star quarterback category, but there are also checks on in the like, well, is he really a great quarterback? Right? If he wins the Super Bowl. Jay, especially if he wins Super Bowl MVP, mm. I'm with Keys in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think I, I don't think he needs to win the MVP. I just think he needs to win a Super Bowl. He needs to check the Super Bowl winning box because his statistical numbers career-wise will be up there. He'll finish his career in probably the top half of, you know, those conversations. I don't know what his numbers are off the top of my head, but they're – there are a lot of big numbers, and I'm yeah, got sure him in front of me. he's got about five years of good football left in him. He'll continue to stockpile those numbers. And then when you look up, his numbers will be where everybody else's numbers are. He's got a Super Bowl. He'll go down as, as a Hall of Famer. That's just what it is. Now, I don't know if it'll be first ballot, second ballot, third ballot, whatever, but he'll, be, he'll certainly be in Canton. Mm-hmm. Where are the numbers, Max? Well, I mean, this past season – Almost 5,000 yards, 48.86. He has a 5,000-yard season, 49.67, virtually 5,000 yards, 46.50. He's always in the, in the above 4,000 yards, sometimes, you know, close to 5,000 yards. A lot of touchdowns, you know, 30, around 30-plus 30 a year, but also some picks. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, he's, he profiles. The amazing thing about this season, Jay, to me, it helped shape the profile it brought him into focus agree i just this is why i love sports man this is why yeah why are you laughing love yeah. sports because people were just poo-pooing all over matthew stafford before this whole when this trade first went down like so many people were saying i don't think he's going to be it but like think about how much the narrative has changed now we're talking about him being a hall of famer yeah a hall of Famer. like his numbers were already good in Detroit anyway, just didn't equate to winning at the level people wanted it to. And now, since he has weapons around him and he has legitimate coaching, look how much that has taken off. Do you guys I certainly I certainly dumped on him. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And we'll do it again if he throws another yeah, pick that's what I in the get Super Bowl. Because that's what he does. He, he was good in Detroit, and we needed to see him in a Rams uniform to be able to see if that was the same guy in Detroit – or if this is a different guy, if you go toward the end of the regular season and you look at you look at uh, Matthew Stafford toward the end of the season, he was trying to give the season away. He was reverting back to interception, pick six, Matthew Stafford. So people were still kind of like, oh, God, Key, here we go. But, Key, we, 
when you're part of bad organizations, even if you are the guy, look at what's happened with Dame in Portland right now. Like, and the I, Dame's I've made numbers a lot. Yep. are incredible, but like, I'm just saying, like, when you're part of bad organizations that just can't figure it out, inevitably, like that, that makes somebody look at your, you know, your status and start to question it, right? Even though, so like, fit solely, it matters, guys. I have a question for you, Jay, because we got we got to move along. We got. Joe Burrow's dad, Jimmy Burrow, coming up in a few minutes. I'm with Key on this, okay? I want to see where you are. We'll just do it quickly. They, there are players where it is ambiguous what it all means, what this whole resume means. It will come down to some key moments, yeah. key games, and uh, so to speak. And I am one of those people who says, yeah, even if you could replay the universe and in an alternate universe he hit that pass, in this one he didn't. And that's how we're forming our opinion of like Reggie Jackson. What if he didn't hit all those World like Series home runs? He did. Like he Jimmy did Garoppolo. do that. Yeah, G- yeah like he, he did it. The pass, yes. He missed the pass. Does that significant to you? Can a legacy be defined in your opinion in a game like that? In a moment like yeah. that? Yes, it, it can. can. Yes, yes, it can. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure it can. I'm just saying how much the narrative has shifted. Like to now, we're even mentioning Matthew Stafford's name. In the same breath I, with the Hall of yeah. Fame, but yeah. I think, but I think it's it was always. I know we got to move on, Max. I yeah. think it's always been that empty box because of what went on in Detroit. Every he gave you all the numbers. The numbers are the numbers. Brett Favre got the same pick machine numbers. There's no question about it. But you check the box when you win a Super Bowl. It's like okay, now here's the exclamation exclamation point. He's moving on. Here's his career. Here's his numbers. He's going to be great. That is what it is. John Elway, we think of him now as he was in the conversation for GOAT at one point. Right now, Brady's won too many Super Bowls. But the last two Super Bowls really weren't on Elway. It was no longer prime Elway. He got a running game but he, and but, won two. Yeah. And, and won and two. It changed, and it changed everybody's thought. It changed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're thinking about him more like Donovan McNabb or someone like a real oh, talented God, guy. Donovan, Donovan McNabb lived in the <laughs> NFC Championship <laughs> game. He put up big numbers. But, he was but, really good. But Elway went to Super Bowls, man. Okay. All right. All right. But <laughs> McNabb went to one. Can Joe Burrow become the face of the NFL? Ooh. His dad tells us after Sports Center. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're joined now by someone. I, I want to pick his brain for some advice. I got three kids. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, some, that's yeah. some job raising a kid, boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Jimmy Burrow joins us now. Give us the blueprint, Jimmy. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming on. Um, first of all, before we get into anything, it seems as though Everyone in the world loves your son, right? Like everyone, there's something about him. He's a winner. He's 6'4", he's fast, he has a great arm and everything. But people feel like he's got a moxie, something like that. What does it feel like to have your son discussed in that way publicly? Well, it just makes us really, really proud of him uh, because the way he handles himself on and off the field. And people seem to to like it and – you know, it's 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 great to to hear that, see that, and a little overwhelming at times, but um, makes us really proud for sure. Jimmy, when did you first feel that Joe could be the quarterback that he is today? Because if you remember, as you know, as his dad, he goes to Ohio State, then he leaves Ohio State to LSU, and his first year at LSU, he does okay. His second year at LSU, he wins a national title in the Heisman Trophy, becomes the number one overall pick, has an ACL injury his rookie year, but now he's in the Super Bowl. Well, 
had started playing uh, quarterback third grade. Um, they ended up putting them in shotgun uh, fourth grade, maybe. So you're going, this is kind of different. Uh, normally in, in peewee football, you just take it from center and toss it to the best player on the team. So, uh, you know, opened our eyes a little then and, and continued to get better. We thought he was a basketball player. Um, so he did all the travel teams. And, and then the 10th grade year when he became the high school quarterback uh threw for a lot of yards and we kind of gave up the travel uh basketball he still played uh, high school basketball but we said uh, just you know we think he's a football player and i was a uh, uh, still coaching at ohio university so you know just as a as a recruiter watching and and our staff would would watch some of the film and we pretty much knew that he was going to be a, a division one player then but n- nobody could have predicted where he is today so that's kind of kind of a, a reach to ever say I, I knew he was going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. Jimmy, speaking of your son uh, playing high school basketball, I met him two years ago at the Miami airport, and he said to me, I could probably beat you in basketball, Jay Will. And I was like, yo, I just, I just <laughs> loved how competitive he was. And from somebody who has gone through injury himself, how was it seeing your son battle back through his ACL, MCL injury and everything he had to battle through that first year in the league? Yeah, that was just kind of uh, uh, frustrating, uh, you know, disappointing to, to Joe. Uh, the, the good thing about it is, is he took it as a, as a challenge. A lot of the media uh, were saying uh, that, that he probably wouldn't be back for the start of the season, maybe not till middle of the season, and, and uh, may, maybe he would miss the whole year. So he's always looked for, for things like that to, to, to put a chip on his shoulder. And, and from the moment he started hearing that, that was his goal, to be ready for the first game. He had a great support staff. Uh, Dr. Elatros in, in Los Angeles did the surgery. He had a physical therapist out there that did a great job. And then when he got to the Bengals, uh, their training staff picked up the rehab. And, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. So he had to commit to that. But he had a great uh, team of, of trainers and physical therapists uh, around him. And then, uh, you know, we supported him as a, as a mom and dad. And his friends and so just kind of all added up to, to end up where he is uh, today as far as his health and uh, but it took a lot of a lot of hard work and there were some highs and lows during all that but he he pushed through it uh, really well Jimmy Burrow Joe Burrow's dad and former college football coach played in the NFL as well as the CFL joining us this morning on Keyshawn J Will and Max when you look at this Super Bowl this appearance if Joe goes out there and he wins the Super Bowl, how big, Pops, is this for Athens, Ohio? How big would this be? Is it like a ticker tape parade going down one of the streets? <laughs> what are you guys going to do? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll have something here, that's for sure. I mean, there's so many people in uh, Athens and southeast Ohio that, that uh, have supported Joe since, uh, since high school, and, and now he's on the biggest stage. Uh, we continue to raise money for the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. There's been over 55,000 donated just in the last few weeks because of uh, the playoff run and, and, and Joe's visibility on, on all the uh, TV. And that money comes from everywhere, too, so that's a great thing. Uh, but we're definitely uh, – would have, have some uh, parades around town. Uh, we, we've been – we've really already had one planned uh, uh, last year because of the name in the Joe Burrow – stadium uh, after joe and COVID hit we haven't been able to do it so now we'll just triple the size of it right mm-hmm. jimmy what- <laughs> you might just come right from 
Cincinnati down the Highway 32 and get it done. Hmm. How, how do I put this? So if my one of my daughters comes home from school and she colors within the lines, I'm proud of her. Oh, look at that. I can only imagine what you must feel like right now. What you just described, you know, in Ohio, the whole thing, it doesn't really exist in reality. It's like a storybook. He, your son, yeah, a, he, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's a dream come true for, for uh, us as parents. And uh, so – I never, never would have expected it. I mean, we expected Joe to, to do well and, and possibly play in the NFL once he signed at Ohio State. But just to, to go through the things he did, the transfer and all that, uh, could, couldn't be more prouder. And, and uh, he's having fun with it. That, that's good, too. Uh, you know, he doesn't look at it as a, as a job. He's playing football for, for a living and, and enjoying every minute of it, and, and we are too as parents. How, how would you – where does the it factor come from, right, that thing that everyone senses about him? Besides the X's and O's and all the talent, where does the it factor come from in your opinion? I think just just his confidence and, and who knows, you know, where, where he's at, but he, he kind of always uh, had that confidence when he was playing the, and he was a multi-sport uh, athlete. He played basketball, baseball. Of football and and uh, so so he always had the ability that to, to just seem to raise the level of play of, of of his teammates and and that's something that you it's hard to describe and and probably impossible to, to teach but he, he did seem to to have that uh, that gift to to be able to do that and and uh, he always says too that he's prepared uh, for for all the situations uh, that he comes uh, uh, into as a as a during the game, and the better prepared you are, then you know you're able to handle the pressure, and and maybe maybe the it factor uh, uh, kind of is more visible when you're when you're more prepared, and and he would tell you that. I've heard him say that before. Jimmy, let's talk about being prepared. You're a defensive-minded coach. In 2014, your son for Athens High School was a defensive back. Can you explain to me? what being a defensive back and understanding the defensive schemes uh, has helped him be a, an elite quarterback in the NFL? Well, he always uh, really wa- wanted to play defense. He, he did get to play some. They, they limited him as he became a, you know, a quarterback on the, on the high school team, but he played in the state championship and playoffs. I think uh, growing up, because of my, myself being a, a defensive coordinator and, and, a, and a coach in the, in the secondary, uh, you know, as a family, you're always going to gravitate to watch what your dad or, or what somebody in the family is, is doing coaching. So he really grew up probably watching our side of the ball more, more, so, more so than offense, just to make sure his dad was, was that, having some success over there. So we did uh, understand coverages, and we, we watched some film. We, we never did it. Uh, you know, some people say, well, you probably watch film every day. I didn't, I, I never wanted to do that because I didn't want him to think, hey, here comes dad home and, and oh my God, now we got to watch film again. But we made it fun. We didn't do it all the time. And, uh, but, but he always had a good, good feel out of it. You know, his older brothers uh, play, played in Nebraska defense. And, and some people seem to think he, he kind of plays a, a quarterback like a linebacker, which, probably isn't the smartest thing to do sometimes but but he does like the physical aspect of the game that's jimmy burrow ladies and gentlemen ohio university defensive coordinator between 05 and 18 whose son joe burrow in case you haven't heard about it 
is in the Super Bowl in his first full season of play in the NFL. Pa- pack light, Pops. You don't need all that heavy clothing. Thank goodness. It's about 15 degrees here and snow and ice everywhere. So, L.A., here we come. <laughs> Thank you and best of luck to your son in the Super Bowl. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you in L.A. Good luck, Jimmy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. 
So the Dolphins hire 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel as head coach. McDaniel, who identifies as multiracial, father's black, is the first, and mother's white, is the first minority candidate hired this cycle. The only minority head coaches in the NFL at this moment are McDaniel, Mike Tomlin, Ron Rivera with the Washington Commanders, and Robert Sala with the Jets. Meanwhile, two jobs remain open, guys. The Saints, who interviewed Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on Saturday, and the Texans, who are in talks with their defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, to be their next head coach, according to Adam Schefter and Field Yates. The Texans have included Lovey Smith in their discussions all along, but his candidacy has seemed to gain steam in recent days, according to Schefter. Lovey Smith, remember, with the Bears team that basically didn't have a quarterback, won a gang of games and was in the playoffs. Okay. This comes after Commissioner Roger Goodell, meaning the seemingly more serious conversations with Lovey Smith, the hiring of McDaniel. After Commissioner Roger McDell, Mc, uh, Roger, McDell, Roger Goodell released a new statement saying the results of the NFL's coaching diversity efforts were, quote, unacceptable. So I'm going to read this statement from Goodell, guys. I want to address a subject that many of us have discussed together, not only this week, but consistently for many years. Racism and any form of discrimination is contrary to the NFL's values. We've made significant efforts to promote diversity and adopt numerous policies and programs which have produced positive change in many areas. However, we must acknowledge that particularly with respect to head coaches, the results have been unacceptable. We will reevaluate and examine all policies, guidelines, and initiatives relating to diversity, equity, and inclusion, including as they relate to gender. We are retaining outside experts to assist in this review and will also solicit input from current and former players and coaches, advocates, and other authorities in this area. Our goal is simple. Make our efforts and those of the clubs more effective so that real and tangible results will be achieved. We understand the concerns expressed by Coach Flores and others this week. While the legal process moves forward, we will not wait to reassess and modify our strategies to ensure that they are consistent with our values and longstanding commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. In particular, we recognize the need to understand the lived experiences of diverse members of the NFL family to ensure that everyone has access to opportunity and is treated with respect and dignity. Okay, so your reaction to that, and Key, I want to start with you. What about the fact mm-hmm. that McDaniel has been hired, mm-hmm. that Lovey Smith looks like he's on, on the way to being hired, and that the NFL will then have four so-called minority head coaches when the, the league was down to one African-American head coach after having well, as high as like eight, right, several years ago? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this statement by Goodell – has influenced anything, might influence something going forward, Keith? You know, I don't think I don't think it really has influenced anything. I think when you think of the last three teams that were standing, the Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, as well as the New Orleans Saints, they've interviewed multiple minority candidates. So that was already kind of in the wheelhouse. The New Orleans Saints, they like people to understand their culture. So when they, uh, Aaron Glenn is interviewed by the New Orleans Saints, he has a real – opportunity to get that job because he was on that coaching staff and he understands the culture in the building and a lot of players understand him and they really would love for him to be the head coach. Lovey Smith, on the other hand, was in the building in Houston. 
Uh, and so he is a dynamic football coach who led a team in Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl. Now, McDaniel, when you look at Mike McDaniel coming over from the 49ers to the Miami Dolphins, I certainly could see why they would hire someone on the offensive side of the ball because of their young quarterback. I'm, I'm happy that these coaches are getting these opportunities, Jay. We'll see if it pays off in the end. So, Key, on Saturday, as soon as uh, Roger Goodell made that statement, I got a note from Brian Flores and his legal team that said, as, as a result, when we spoke to the national media the following day, we made clear that the NFL should view this class action lawsuit as an opportunity to engage in real change and confront the obvious reality. The statement made today by Commissioner is on surface a positive first step, but we suspect that this is more of a public relations ploy than real commitment to change. So, I, that, that, they're going to double down on this. Like, hey, it's great that you want to come out with a statement after the NFL made all these other statements, but we actually want to see more. We want to see the right steps put in place. The cynical response, of course, is perfectly reasonable. However, they did mention, at least on the surface, this, they, yes. we want change, and this is so, you know, withhold judgment, but I don't think you can say it's a bad thing at this moment. Yep. No. Just it's greeted with some Tro- cynicism. Tro- Troy, Vincent, Troy Vincent is trying to get it done One, over here. We got a wrap. One other impact on the McDaniel hire in Miami. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max sticking with you on ESPN News all morning long. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.